Colossians 1.18 says, So spacious is he, so roomy, that everything of God finds its proper place in him without crowding. This podcast is going to help you live out your faith, walk in the Spirit, and rest in God's grace. Hey there, my name is Wendy Parker, and I want to welcome you to the Spacious Room Podcast. Hey there and welcome to this week's Spacious Room episode and today I want to talk about to the moon and back. You know because as hard as we try we can't control life right and for two and a half years I've done my best to not catch that dreaded lurgy called COVID that seems to be in its third wave here in Australia as we manage through the cooler winter months but alas yes all my efforts in controlling the outcome failed the other week um, as my body resembled an astronaut returning to Earth from a mission to the moon. <laughs> you know, my, my system felt all out of whack. I couldn't concentrate for very long, not to mention my whole body felt five times heavier with every trip to the bathroom. <laughs> well, you may smile because, of course... Yes, I have no idea how an astronaut feels after touching down to Earth from a mission to the moon. However, through the overthinking, incoherent messages I was texting to my friend all that week, as I tried my hardest to do some work from the space of my bed, she responded so kindly with the words that she loved me to the moon and back regardless of my ramblings so I kept thinking about this to the moon and back and I thought wow that that's really very far so of course I got straight onto the internet to find out how far to the moon and back is and let's just say it's a fair amount of miles um, and even more in kilometers and um, but what is even more mind-blowing is that as far as the moon and back again are, God's love for us far exceeds that. In Psalm 8, verse 3 to 4, reminds us of God's amazing handiwork. It says, look at the splendor of your skies, your creative genius glowing in the heavens. When I gaze at your moon and your stars mounted like jewels in their settings, I know you are fascinate, you're a fascinating artist. I love that. You're a fascinating artist, God, who fashioned it all. But when I look up and see such wonder and workmanship above, I have to ask you the question, as the psalmist says. It says, compared to all this cosmic glory, why would you bother with a puny mortal man or be infatuated with Adam's sons? Well, after reading that and after what my friend um, said, I love you to the moon and back, um, I was chatting with my mum, shout out to my mum, and she said that she, uh, in one of her devotions, they were talking about how um, the communion was taken on the moon um, by Buzz Aldrin when when they landed on the moon, and I thought, oh, this is exciting. So, of course, I went back on the internet, as you do, and Googled it. 
And this is what it said. It's like Neil Armstrong and Edwin Buzz Aldrin, uh, their iconic mission um, of successfully landing on the moon on July 20th, 1969. You know, that was an amazing accomplishment. But as you read on, it says that what is even more amazing is that NASA didn't tell anyone that the first liquid to be poured and the first food to be eaten on the moon was actually the bread and wine of communion. And that just blew me away. I'm like, wow. And Because, you know, if you've been following me for a while, you would know I am a super, super, super big fan of taking communion because it is incredible. But to know that it was taken on the moon, on the first landing of the moon, is just mind-blowing. So Aldrin, Buzz Aldrin, he was given special special permission from NASA to take the elements on the space mission so he could pause for a moment to acknowledge, to observe, to celebrate, thank his creator from the lunar surface. Um, he got given stuff from his church so he could, uh, you know, have this moment with God, his creator, on the moon's surface. And as he took the elements... He read from John chapter 15, verse 5, and it says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. And the gravity of God's love for us went far beyond the moon and back because he gave his only son so we could have the hope for our salvation. And amazingly, God created the universe with every syllable that came from his mouth. Yet, he still loves humans higher, deeper, wider than all the cosmic stars put together because unlike the universe, we as humans get to have a relationship with him. And when we pause and remember in communion the sacrifice Jesus made on the cross as we take the elements of communion, We actually acknowledge the power that communion holds over death, over darkness. And we understand that we are not in control of this life because God is. And I'm sure as breathtakingly beautiful as the view of the earth must have been from the moon's surface, Buzz Aldrin possibly looked at the vastness of the universe and asked God the same question as the psalmist at that moment. Compared to all this cosmic glory... Why would you bother? Why would you bother God with puny mortal man or be infatuated with Adam's sons? You know, Buzz Aldrin took communion because he knew that God in his grace and his goodness and his love for us was immeasurably more regardless of what we did to him. Because in Isaiah 53 verse 3 to 5, it says, We as humans, we looked down on him, thought he was scum. But the fact is, it was our pains at the cross he carried, our disfigurements, all the things wrong with us. We thought he brought it on himself, as Isaiah says, that God was punishing him for his failures. But it was our sins that did that to him, that ripped and tore and crushed him. Our sins, he took the punishment that made us whole. And that's what communion is about. We take it because we are reminded and it's a wonderful reminder of God's goodness towards us. And we give thanks because like Buzz Aldrin, we acknowledge 
that we are not in control of our lives and we are not the centre of this vast universe. The bread and the wine represent the gravity of the sacrifice it took to give us back our freedom from death and darkness, reminding us that even though we love others to the moon and back, like my friend told me, God, through the sacrifice of his son, loves us immeasurably more. So do you take time to remember what Jesus did for you? Do you uh, set out the elements of communion each day or each week uh, to keep remembering? Well, today, I hope that this podcast has helped you to remember communion, to remember uh, what Jesus did for us. And I pray that you'll understand that regardless of all the accomplishments and all the successes that we may achieve in this life, there is nothing compared to knowing Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. And we love God and he loves us to the moon and back. But, you know, that it's nothing compared to what his love is for us. We may feel like we love God to the moon and back, but he loves us even more than that, even more, enough to sacrifice his son for our salvation. So today we say thank you, Lord. Thank you for the sacrifice of your son, Jesus, for our healing, for our redemption, for our salvation. And whenever we look at the moon, Lord, each night when we look at the moon, we will remember that the elements of communion were taken on that lunar surface all because of one man's acknowledgement of loving you, Lord. And he loved you and we love you to the moon and back. Amen. I hope this uh, podcast to the moon and back has helped you this week. I hope that you will have a blessed week and I'll chat with you next week. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you would like more teaching and messages on the Christian life, then check out my website, thebigvoiceonline.com. I look forward to sharing the spacious room with you next time.